What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 163 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch. What's going on, dude? Just another lovely Sunday out here rocking shorts. <laughs> you are rocking <laughs> shorts. I have not uh, I have not gotten to that point in my life, but uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. 24 hours from now, I will be rocking shorts. You will be. I will be. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't think that we will be up in this area, though. It's supposed to be kind of... Tomorrow's still decent. Yeah. 60 tomorrow. Then I think we're supposed to kind of get some rain and some yep snowy mix in there and stuff like that. That's good so, for you guys. That yeah. is. I mean, at least none of the days are below freezing. At least it's still up there in the you know upper 40s. You know, me and my wife were talking. Uh, for, for those of you guys that don't know, I'm actually leaving for Florida Monday, the morning that this is going to be uh, coming out. So that's what I say. 24 hours from now, I will be wearing shorts because we... Uh, We've got the early bird flight out of Sioux Falls. I'm going to be down there before you're eating lunch tomorrow, Matt. Dang right. I'm going to be be on the beach, toes in the sand, virgin pina colada in your hand. Oh, gosh. (laughs) But, you know, we we were kind of talking, you know, like, geez, you know, like, we should have really been uh, uh, leaving way earlier because, you know, the weather's not so bad. This is not normal. Right. This is not normal. No, it's not. I mean, we've, we've got, you know, today, Sunday... 71 degrees here in rock rapids oh, tomorrow crazy? 60 and so I, I did a little research trying to figure out you know what are the average temps for this time of year and if you were living in brookings south dakota which is a smidge north of us 39 would be the average high 20 for a low right. international falls 34 for a high 15 for a low chippewa falls wisconsin 41 for a high 21 for a low. <laughs> I mean, we are literally, you know, 30 degrees higher than that across the board. And, uh, you know, we're getting nights that aren't going down into, into freezing temperatures. And, uh, you know, last, last week when we talked, we, you know, both of us had kind of said, you know, eh, our ice fishing is probably behind us, Matt, you did get out one more time, but I you did. said, uh, um, that was heading South in a hurry. Yeah, it was. Um, my guess is after the the warm weather we've had this weekend, I mean, I'm sure there'll still be some crazy guys that'll get out there and try to get on there, but it was right. it was enough to me out for me. I was on Okaboji and it was uh, the edges were definitely soft. You know, I kind of broke through at the edges on at the spot that I went on. Yep. But then when you got out there, there was plenty of ice and it was still good solid ice, but it was getting soft. You could tell. I mean, it didn't right. take very long to drill a hole. And actually, in fact, I didn't drill a whole lot of holes because there's a lot out there that I could just kind of hop around already on that weren't frozen over. Yeah. Well, last Sunday, you know, I made a Facebook post and said that I figured it was my last time out. And then there was a bait shop over there in uh, Okaboji that uh, decided to make a post that they weren't even to late ice conditions yet right. over at Okaboji. And uh, a shame on you because that's a load of crap. Uh, in, and, and, you know, maybe you didn't think that they were, but that means you flat out don't know anything about the lakes that you're talking about. Um, but B, you know, like people are willing to drive a long way. So if you oh, yeah. put something out there that says, hey, we're not even to late ice conditions yet. And then somebody shows up and they find that for ice conditions. Piss on you. Right. One. Two, when you say something stupid, like we're not even to late ice conditions yet. That flat out kind of tells somebody like, oh, you know, oh, I can probably bring a side by side. I can, you know, you know, I don't have to worry about that. And then somebody goes through 
And it's because you're an idiot and you're trying to make the every last penny that you can by telling somebody that we're not even to late ice conditions. And then three days later, you, you put a Facebook post out that says something like, yep, the, the ice has deteriorated to yeah. the point that we are no longer going to be going and checking accesses. Wait a minute. What happened in those three yeah. days? Did Just, it hit 150 degrees? Right. No, it didn't. You're a moron. Well, that's did, what that's what happened. They could have easily just looked at the forecast too and saw what the weather was looking like and been like, you know, yeah, they could have done it a lot different than what they did. It's way it's weird to put that on there. I mean, don't sit there and go from good ice conditions to we're past the late ice conditions right. part now. And we're not even too late ice. We had three days of late ice. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's yeah. all. That's all. I mean, just flat out say. As of right now, the ice is still good enough for you to get out there. It's changing by the second. Right. But no, we're not even too late ice. Piss on you. You're an idiot. Like, I, I don't even have time. I really don't. We we just talked about them for four minutes on the show, and that was five minutes too long. But uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's not it's when, not normal. Even when the guides over there are already packing it up for the year. They are. Saying yeah. they're done and. I mean, like I said, there's some people that, yeah, you could probably venture out and be the tough guy that's out there till the bit, bitter end. But, uh, yeah, it's it changes. And while you're out there, it changes a lot, oh, too, for like sure. you said. I mean, it goes from – well, even when I was fishing the other day, there were spots where I would drill through, and it was like, oh, okay, this is good. And I went to other spots and drilled through, and it was like, boom, right through. And it was like, oh, crap. Hey, oh. <laughs> it's yep. like, oh, okay. I mean yep. – I mean, you never know with underwater pockets if they, you know, under the ice, it kind of opens up a little bit more. But again, like you said, I still can't believe the amount of trash that was out there on the lake, frozen into the lake. It's yet. crazy. I mean, it's just, it's just nuts. nuts. Um, I don't know why people too, like, I, I don't know if this is sleeper shack people or what, but their fecal matter, it's like, why can't they take that off the lake with them? You know, instead of just leave it lay out, like leaving in a bag or something out there on the lake. They don't it's even just, have the courtesy to drill a half hole. Well, right. It's just <laughs> like, okay, just, well, I guess maybe they did. And by this time it's all, the surface is melted yeah. and it's down there, but. You ever, you ever dropped one in a half hole? Nope. Me neither. I've never. Me neither. Never done number two out there on the ice. I'm going to, so. I mean, I'm going to be in, in pretty bad shape before I drop a bomb right. out on the ice. Like, Well, and we don't really go to any places that are real remote where it's just like, if it's an emergency, it's like we're hitting a, we know that there's a place probably pretty close that we can drive right. to and get to. But, you know, I've, I'm sure some of them places out in, you know, the middle of nowhere, it, if it comes down to it, I guess I will. But yeah, usually I, 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 try I mean, I, I don't know where I would be at me personally i don't know if i'm willing to wreck a bucket or right. if i'm or if i'm going more towards a half hole i i'm not gonna lie to you when you got bibs and everything on i i don't know that i'd be a good enough uh acrobat to to hover and not but piss on my bibs but that's even that's even when you got to take a piss you know and you're over there in front of the ritz <laughs> it's just like highly populated and people are driving by and stuff it's like you got to get pretty creative and yeah. kind of kneel down like either walk way out there and, and pretend you're or, working on your vexilar you know, it's kind of like yeah, all right but yeah. especially it really sucks when it's really cold out and you're trying to get all that all those through all those layers to yep. <laughs> get it out and not pee on yourself yep. no i know what you're talking uh 
I do think if a guy wants to get the boat out, uh, I believe the river, like by Chamberlain, uh, <laughs> I, think, is all right. I think that's the spot you want to be. It is that time of the year where if you're on the interstate, you're going to see a lot of trucks pulling boats yep. heading that way. I got a feeling, you know, I've, I've, I've read a couple Facebook posts, talked to a couple other people, and, and they said, you know, they got there early to the boat ramp and, you know, they were right. the 20th boat in line and and so well i've seen some pictures too of the you know up along the shoreline that is just boat after boat after boat after boat so i mean everybody's got the itch and when it's 70 degrees out like this yeah hard not to i mean if you're willing to drive out there then then go for it i know i haven't seen any of the posts yet of bashing all the out-of-staters and all that stuff coming over there because don't remember every year they want to make it a closed season for non-residents and just have it open for residents so yeah go ahead then drop our <laughs> license fee by by 40 bucks or whatever Fifth, it'd be more than that if you ask me if they if they did ever did something like that yeah well whatever <laughs> if, if 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 a guy's going to be going out there you know obviously a lot of people when they're thinking of the uh, thinking of the river uh you know it's bottom bouncers and spinners you know pulling cranks you know doing different stuff like that but uh the the jig bike can really be good this time you're oh, not yeah. just on the river but even like i mean if Anywhere. you're over here closer to sioux falls or or whatever you know this is the time of year to to fish walleye like you're fishing for bass technically right oh well, yeah you could put it that way but i mean just throwing jigs, it's one of those times jigs. where you can actually fish for them fish for them <laughs> you know have a rod in your hand you know feel them bite and set the hook you don't you don't need to have three or four rods out there to try to catch them you can only use you can actually just use one to catch them yeah just a simple jig and a minnow i mean is just dynamite this time of year just pitching up into the shallows and everything like that and slowly working it back to the boat you know changing the cadence up sometimes they want it a little bit more erratic and sometimes they want it real slow and just leaving it sit there sometimes will work so and you're just taking a minnow and and kind of lip hooking it behind well, a regular you, ball head jig and right you can lip hook it you can actually kind of come up go through the mouth and kind of come up behind the back of the head where that comes on there that'll help keep it on the hook a lot better have it sitting there straight on there a lot of times when you just lip hook them you can kind of end up casting them off yep or if one just kind of comes up and nips at it, they can get it off there. But uh, there's different ways. A lot of guys will use a stinger hook this time of year, you know, yep, for yep. the short bites like that. Uh, uh, but no, it's it, it's just only going to get better too as the water warms up. I mean, most of this is just those fish just cruising and trying to find something to eat and the pre-spawn stage because you know once that water hits that, you know lower to mid 40 mark i think like 46 degrees or something like that is what they say or 42 something like that is usually the kind of that when they really start to spawn the walleyes do so it's really not that far off right especially when you start talking about uh getting a few warm days it's just crazy how fast the water can change i think doug burns was actually out on spirit lake yesterday yeah there's a few Um, guys out there with their boats yep and i think uh um, I believe, I, I think I remember him saying that possibly the water was at 38 degrees. Um, you know, I think the, uh, the South side of Spirit Lake is mostly all open and then the North, uh, you know, Northeast part is all still capped. I think there was probably people on one side of the lake, uh, ice out fishing. ice fishing and, and then there's guys out on the boat on the other side. I think about 10% of the lake is ice free. 10%. Yeah, okay. Pretty small say. area, but. Right. But like on a day to day, we had that South a real strong south wind and it's 70 degrees a day you know oh, that's yeah. gonna that's gonna 
push that ice, it's going to change it a lot. I mean, I feel bad for those people up on the north side of the lake right now with their houses. I'm sure that their beaches are getting big old ice chunks yep. pushed up onto them. And yep. It's always That's crazy, crazy when yeah. you see the, that type of, uh, I, I don't know what they call that, but yeah, all this, you know, just all these shards of ice just start coming. And you ever seen those videos like up on the Great Lakes, like when they actually, uh, you know, well, and maybe yeah. it ain't even on the Great Lakes. Maybe it's, you know, some of the big lakes in northern Minnesota, you know, uh, Winnie and, and whatnot. But, I mean, they get those shards that actually, like, come up their, come up their, uh, their yards yep. and, like, yep. actually, like, break their sliding glass window or yeah, doors, come you pushing know. up to the house yeah. if they're not careful. It's freaking it's crazy. Like, I know. It's it's pretty nuts. And what are you going to do? Like, I know. I mean, what are you, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? You're going to put your sandbags out there? You know, I mean, you're going to build a brick retaining wall like i mean it'll go up and over it yep. it will like there's yeah. no stopping no that. it's it's mother nature doing what she does half as strong as me <laughs> half as strong as yeah half sermon. half three but, quarters maybe <laughs> but no yeah jigging a minnow this time of year is just really good and as the water warms up slowly i mean even now pitching twister tails in the rivers and stuff like that that's always a good thing too yep you got colors that you really prefer to use this time of year i mean uh, do you, uh, I mean, do you want to be bright and extravagant or do you want to be uh, more natural, it, you think? Or? Some, it, it all depends on the day sometimes and the conditions. Um, I'm always going, I'll always have like a natural colored one kind of tied on. Uh, there's Berkeley makes this color called bleak that I really like. Bleak? And, yeah. And they're twitch tail. Okay. It's kind of like a silver, like a minnowish color with some blue fleck in it. I always like that one. Um, I always have a white fluke tied on. Yep. I mean, I can't. I can't not. Is that the go fluke out. junior, or is that the regular fluke? I go. I go between the fluke junior. I go just the original fluke, and then sometimes just I'll go with the super fluke as well too. Super so, fluke. Yeah. We got the whole entire fluke family. Yeah, I have a lot of flukes. Yeah. <laughs> so don't ever say I don't give a fluke because I do. <laughs> I give a lot of flukes. So what the fluke are you talking about? <laughs> nope. Uh, well, speaking of walleye uh, fishing, uh, MWC. What is that? Masters Walleye Circuit. Yep. Masters Walleye Circuit uh, actually had their first uh, um, walleye tournament over in Illinois. I believe so. Illinois, Spring Valley, Illinois, maybe? Something like that. Spring Valley, Illinois, maybe on the Illinois River. I don't even, I couldn't even begin to tell you <laughs> where about that could possibly be, but uh, um, I believe Max Wilson uh, came away with the win on that one. Um, and then his partner was named... J.J. Bernardo or Debonardo? De, De, Debonardi. Debonardi? Yep. yep they That's got a it. fun name to say. <laughs> it say is. it again. Say it again. Just because I know I you I don't know if he would say De, Debonardi or Debonardi. Well, it depends it. on if you're Italian or if you're not Italian. <laughs> that, that's got to be an Italian name, isn't it? You would think so. I don't know. I like it. It was pretty cool to... Yeah, when, he's not, when he's Valley, not walleye Illinois. fishing... He's making pizzas. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> Working for the mob. Yeah. Well, that's the end of our podcast <laughs> now that we gave him up. But, uh, nope, uh, hats off to, uh, to Max Wilson and his uh, partner, JJ. Um, that's cool. I mean, it it, uh, it seems early for that type of uh, thing to be going, you know, the walleye tournaments. But uh, um, I don't think it's very long in the first NWT out in 
is the first one out in Chamberlain again this year. That's like early April, I think. Yeah, I think so. Now, um, the cool thing about like Max's win is that you know he was doing it in honor of his buddy Mike Hansen that passed away just recently, I think, yeah. from COVID complications. But is that uh, what he passed away from? I think he actually I, like entered. Maybe JJ was Mike's fishing partner. Oh, okay. Because I think they actually entered the tournament. Like on the tournament results, it has Mike Hansen and JJ DiBernardi. Oh really? Together, so oh, okay. I don't know, like, what the story is behind that there, but I mean, definitely cool to see him go out there for his buddy and get that win. I mean, he just, he, yeah, you know, something like that happens. You lose a good friend and you go out there and get the win. You know that he was in there with the boat in the boat with him that day. So right now, let me see. Chamberlain for uh, the NWT is. Um, that's the second tournament. There's actually a tournament this coming week. Well, not this coming weekend, the weekend after, uh, March 31 through April 1st. And that is, uh, Trenton, Michigan on the Detroit river. After that is Chamberlain, uh, South Dakota on the Missouri river, April 28 through 29 Prairie Dew chain, Wisconsin, Marinette, Wisconsin. And then, uh, the championship way out uh, Lake Erie in New York. So have fun driving to that one with five dollar gas. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like what's what like that is you think about that, the impact that's having on the tournament fishing and everything just in general. Like I was thinking about that the other day. It was like maybe they need to like some of these fishing tournaments you end up getting a two hundred dollar gift card instead of winning like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it's nuts. Well I think uh like the world of outlaws sprint car racing you know i think that they give you uh uh um some extra money like you know a tow fee to right. you know make sure that you get to the next spot and it is it's getting to that point uh it's, it's freaking crazy but uh um i don't know hopefully so i'm happy i have a four-stroke engine because it seems like i can fill my tank up on my boat i only got to do it a couple times during the summer right it doesn't you know maybe two or three times but it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see how many boats and how many campers come for sale, you know, this yeah. year because, uh, um, you know, people, you know, I'm. It's one thing when you can drive four hours for, you know, a hundred bucks with your camper and uh, you know go camping for the weekend, but uh, um, when it costs you a hundred dollars to drive it, you know, forty five minutes away, that's a that's a little bit different. I think you're going to see guys. I want to this year, anyways. I always have all these big plans, but you want I, to sell your boat for cheap? No. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the funny thing is, I could probably sell it for way more than what I had right? bought it for. Ain't that crazy, crazy thing? Um, but uh, you'll you'll see guys start doing more overnight trips. You know, they might yep. go up to like say for us driving up to Northeast South Dakota. You might throw a tent in or something like that and camp at the access right there. Or most of these places have little parks that you can camp overnight at i mean and if the weather's decent it, oh, i mean right. like your your boat i mean you could literally throw a sleeping bag and a pillow yeah. in your boat sleep just, on the floor and yep. no big deal right you know i mean i'm not saying out on the water at the no at yeah, the access you know for people that have a topper or whatever yeah you know there's all that that people are doing more of the truck camping and everything like that but i just think you're going to see more guys do that heck even even if it's not going to rain like your hub house you could even bring that along oh yeah for sure pop that up and if you have like a little cot to lay on or something like that it's just yeah not at the missouri river though no rattlesnakes yeah, it ain't F that. you think i'm <laughs> sleeping on the ground out there 
ain't a dang chance. Did you like? Did you watch any of Bass Live this the the other day? Uh, I was watching a little bit of it on Friday. Okay, and they were the alligator. No, there was a big old snake on really the, like on a wrapped boat, up on a on a boat that was like up on a lift. Oh, and sitting that, there, I'm that. like, I'm like, man, that's what nightmares have, are made. Yeah, of. I'd be like yelling for the owners and be like, hey, just know that when Do you not come get on that damn boat. boat. I mean, it wasn't a small snake, dude. This thing was like laid across the whole back transom of the boat. It was just like, holy buckets. How when you know dang well, when when they put that thing into the water, it's gonna start slithering around oh. and it's gonna find you. Oh yeah. It's gonna, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it's coming to bite you, but I mean, I'm not it's, all right with being on a boat with a yeah, snake. No, it's gonna. There's. Both of you are going to have old crap moments. The snake's going to be like, oh, crap, it's a person. And the person will be like, oh, crap, it's a snake. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would, Talk about I would light that boat on fire. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, one would be for sale for cheap. Yeah, yeah, you ain't a kidding. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not one that wants to talk crap because anyone who knows knows that I'm a big Bassmaster fan, but this new website sucks. It does. It I don't know. Suck. I don't why know why would you, would you wait until the beginning? Right, yeah, like the halfway through the season. Right. Like right be like freaking yeah. idiots. So it doesn't nothing like updates like it's supposed to do. We're trying to look at the live leaderboard as they're doing weigh ins. It won't come up. I don't know. There's glitches. Obviously when you change stuff there's glitches, but now's not the time to do it. Maybe try it with an open or something like that. Don't do it while you know, an elite series is going on. And what was up with Bass, like, considering canceling a day and not? Well, I think it? I think that was their plan. It and was. then I think that I think they, they had so much heat. backlash. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's one thing. I get when you have two tournaments one week apart. Right. You know, okay, when, you know, you, you can't postpone day three because, uh, you know, if, if you do that, that's technically one of the practice days at the next one. You know, those guys got to drive the six hours to the other lake and, and, you know, start practicing and whatnot. I get that, but that's not the case on this one. You know, there's not another tournament this co- right. this coming weekend. The next tournament isn't for three or four weeks. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think that they got a lot of heat and, and obviously they did because, uh, it lasted about five hours and they decided to change it. <laughs> and, uh, so now today is is semifinal Saturday, technically now semifinal Sunday, and uh, tomorrow will be championship Monday instead of championship Sunday. So I do like that. Um, you know, when, when you're fishing, uh, you know, big tournaments like this, uh, you know, changing weather and whatnot, um, you know, and, and this is what these guys do for a living. I think that you have to make an you, you have to make every effort to make this a four-day tournament Definitely. like it was designed to be. Um, you know, there, there's people that technically don't burn down spots because they're waiting, you know, because they know that they got to get four days worth out of out of that spot. You know, that that's all they have. You know, somebody like Drew Cook who is sight fishing, but, you know, a storm comes through. You know, obviously he's like, nope, I think we ought to just call it right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got an eight-pound lead, but – the people that aren't sight fishing, you know, that have got some offshore deal going on, you know, they're like, nah, man, like we need the next two well, days. Like yeah. you, you went into the tournament expecting a four day tournament. That's what you have to, that, that that's what it has to be in I mean, my mind. I mean, I had Luke Palmer on my fantasy fishing team in the first day. He was terrible. Yeah. He didn't do really well, but now all of a sudden the second day he had a decent day. And today 
he's going to be up in the top five at the end of the at the end of the is day he really because he's just move like he's he got on something like you I know what you're saying there like these guys that like may have you know spun the wheels on the first day of the tournament and all of a sudden the second day they got on they're like oh I found like this is it I found what right. I need to do and all of a sudden they come out and say well tomorrow's going to be the last day and those guys are sitting there like they could make up ground in two days but with just one day I mean they might just be able to get up to you know 20th or something like that well and that's what makes a good fisherman is is those who can adapt yep. to the conditions you know i mean uh I, I don't know i i guess i i would have been severely disappointed um had they not made it a a or you know kept it a four-day tournament had they made it a three-day whatever i get it in some instances but it's kind of like that nwt from last year or the year before one day tournament yeah. you know like i mean literally you went out for one day and and you cashed a hundred thousand dollar check and you know somebody that i i don't know that that's that's not right that, that's what these guys are doing for a living you know i mean this isn't the this isn't the local kiwanis tournament right. they don't you all know? have to call up their jobs and be like hey guys sorry i ain't gonna make it exactly is it okay if i take monday off because i've been fishing pretty well it's like no these are professionals right. these guys i mean you know i i mean think about the johnstons gussie taku you know, I mean, these guys are coming from different countries. You know, I mean, they've they've made the commitment. Yeah. The least you can do is make the commitment back to them. And, you know, I mean, I think, you know, not just Bassmaster, but on the NWT side, you know, you, you have to you have to make every effort to 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 make sure that uh, you're giving the anglers what they signed up for. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty simple. I, I I guess personally, I don't feel like there's any excuse on the NWT side because uh, you're you're not doing back to back tournaments. Exactly you're, you're right. Literally, I mean, there's months in between your tournaments. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's got to be got to be a multi day tournament. It has to be. It was kind of funny listening watching Bass Live this morning too. Uh, they were talking to John Cox and are talking about. Oh him. shucks! And and uh, <laughs> he was. Uh, he, they were just like, he didn't have much for practice. He came in like, like right, on the last practice he's, day. He's fishing other circuits, right? Because he had a tournament somewhere else, and he came in, and they were asking him. It's just like, he like called up. He was calling his buddies and asked if anybody had an extra room for him to to stay. <laughs> and they asked him. They're like, don't you like when the schedule comes out? Don't you like get all your lodging and stuff taken care of that? Oh no, he says no. He just he never like gets lodging in advance nothing like that he just shows up at the tournaments and ends up just like getting, a hold, getting a hold of all of his buddies his like life. i think brandon lester was like yeah i got an extra room all right coming over well i mean the guy who is literally leading <laughs> angler of the year like right. i mean you know even if he just accidentally spills a little juice at night <laughs> around the supper table it's like yeah i guess i'll let him come and stay at my uh i just thought that was funny here these guys are planning out their whole Yep. life and john's just the type of guy that just uh, i'm just gonna yeah, show up yep easy does it <laughs> easy does it um one thing that i did want to say i know that this is a, uh we're kind of switching topics pretty fast here but uh i i saw it and i i wanted to be sure to mention it um there is a uh a sporting goods store up in desmet south dakota fields fish and game um and they're actually going to be having a, a class with uh, an acquaintance of ours, I'm not going to call him a friend because I don't want to commit social suicide right here on the show. But uh, uh, our buddy Jim Gerard, I believe, is going to be doing a, uh, you know, kind of like uh, 
uh, a wine and canvas type of deal. I think that they're going to have like a beer and fishing rod making class, like That's where cool. you're going to come in there to a fields fishing game in DeSmet, um, and and Jim is going to teach you how to uh, you know build custom fishing rods. And uh, it sounds like the classes are going to be in late April. Uh, class size is limited. And so either talk to Fields Fishing Game or talk to uh, James Gerard if you know Jim. Um, if, you, if you need to at all, uh, we can get you in contact with Jim. Um, but, God dang it, if I was up in the DeSmet area, that's something that I would be all over. Right, that's a pretty cool, pretty it cool is. thing. I, I, you know... I mean, everyone kind of knows that I kind of like custom rods the way it is, but I mean, how cool would it be to build your own rod and, and go out there and catch fish? Well, with especially it? with a person as seasoned as Jim is with building them and stuff like that. Right. He's the ugly, experience. but he is a good right. rod builder. Right. And, uh, yeah, even not even just building rods. Like if you ever need to repair your rod, you know, right, uh, right. Rod then tips, you know, snap. And stuff like that, how, how to do it and stuff. So definitely a good class for anybody looking in into something like that i mean give them give them a call get a hold of them yep you know you you mentioned your your uh custom rod deal here that's that's kind of a goal of yours now isn't it to collect custom rods oh yeah how many how many do you have you added to the collection over the winter uh probably in the last month and a half i think i've got seven seven <laughs> so, all right and uh uh there's another one that's being delivered tomorrow, so <laughs> I won't be here, yeah. but I'm going to have to talk to somebody. i probably have to talk to my neighbor, Jeremy Kay, because tomorrow's garbage day, so oh, uh, yeah. if somebody can throw my garbage can back up close to the house that it doesn't blow around the neighborhood and uh, take that and throw it in my throw it in my house, uh, there's a new one. This is actually a, kind of a crazy one. I think I'm actually the first guy to ever buy a rod from this guy, but apparently he's buying blanks from St. Croix. I don't know. That's what he's got written on Facebook. I really didn't ask any questions. The The reason that I bought this one is because I've never seen anything like it. He said that it's a hole hopping rod and actually the blank has a hole all the way through the dead center of it. And so the line actually is inside of, Oh yeah. you, you know what I'm talking? Yeah, I know You've exactly. seen those? Oh yeah. How come I've never seen line those? Line through rods like that? L line through rods? That's, yeah. that's a thing? Yeah. And so, like, the reel, like, literally goes, like, on the butt, butt. of the rod. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that you actually, like, reel it much. No, I think that it's more of a... Those guys were using them that day. At that's what they were using? Yeah. I, I said that. Long, to, I said, long rods is what they call them, long rods. Yeah, like long line in them. Or, yeah, or, long line in, yeah. That's what that is, huh? Yeah. You just sit away from the hole a little bit. So, you're. did you notice what those guys over there at Okaboji that day also had with their um, ice skimmers? No. A couple of them had them on, taped up to, onto uh, old uh, golf club handles, so they're nice and long. So that you don't have to lean over as you far? don't have to lean over as far, and also for, like, when since you're holding the rod up in the air, since you're not reeling, you're just sitting there and you just use it to scoop the fish out of the hole, too. Kind of like a little landing net. Really? Yep. That way, because you're, you know, the rod is way back here, you think about it, and you're trying to kneel down there and get them out of the hole... Sometimes it's easier just to take that and just, it's more efficient just to scoop them right out. And so I, I, I was actually, I was telling my brother about this, like that, that we had seen guys over there and I mean, maybe I am sounding like a complete and total idiot on this show right now. 
but like I'm, I was not familiar. Like I've heard of people doing that, oh, but I was not and... familiar. Like I had never seen somebody do that before. But you know they're fishing in seven foot of water, and so they just literally take six foot of line yep. from the tip of their rod, and and, and that's how sp- they were fishing. And it has a spring bobber on the end of it, and everything like our strike indicator, whatever you want to. So put what's out the point of that? That way you can just get it right down there. You don't have to deal with the reel and stuff. You just pull them right out, and it's real sensitive too. Oh, I believe that, but I mean, I, I guess to and me, also just also kinda... think about it like with the clear waters of Okaboji, shallow. You're doing it in shallow water, so then you're not right above the hole. Like, you know, your shadows and all that stuff all yeah. has to deal with it, so. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was, it's some different. guys, it's all they do. I mean, and some, it's fun watching, you know, anything. Guys using schoolie reels, you know, rods and stuff like that. Guys that use the longer rod. Anybody, the long art or the long rod and stuff like that. Anybody that's good at stuff like that. It's just fun to watch them. Yeah, it's something you, different. And, right, and you learn a ton from them. So right. The palm rods, all that stuff. So Yeah, I've actually, I saw Buddy Signer use a palm rod pan fishing out in the Black Hills one time. And, I mean, he's literally, like, setting the hook on these with this little tiny, like, seven-inch rod right. in his hand. And he, like, throws the rod and then just hand, hand you know, yep. pull, pulls that fish out by hand. And then, you know, oh, yeah, look, take take a look at the fish. You let it go again, and then you got to sort out the mess that you just made. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that doesn't, I mean, to me, it's like, well, that doesn't seem like that'd be beneficial in, in any, uh, you know, in any way. But uh, it sounds like, you know, these big-time professional, uh, you know, like when Team USA versus Team Canada versus Team Poland versus Team russia you know and i'll get together like in world finals of ice fishing like you know over in bratislava uh that's what they do and and it's like okay well you know i mean if those guys are you know for for me too like at this point in time i'm like schoolie reels like you know like (laughs) have you guys actually heard of the spinning reel it's really neat really neat schoolie reels are so much fun i i believe that i believe that but i mean until you actually use it you know it's kind of like guys like there's a way easier way right. and and no, you know, I, I mean it. i only reel five times and the <laughs> and the fish comes in like you're literally you know it, and i mean i the the weight aspect and and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of pros you know to to what they're doing but uh um yeah just there's a lot of different ways to do it and i guess that's kind of the cool part nobody's wrong uh, you right just, just do get what out there you do, do what's comfortable and best for you so so are the, is the are you going to go to open water rods with the custom deal or are you just going to stick that just ice, ice. just ice yeah i don't have the i don't have the space down here to i mean don't get me wrong if if somebody comes up with a you know i i i've got my eye on the guy that's out in south dakota that makes some pretty cool uh uh custom custom rods and he makes long rods and short rods so i probably will end up doing something there but um no, I just for for right now I'm gonna continue doing the ice deal. I, th- I think I'm gonna kind of switch up my basement here. You know, I got a mule deer head on the way, so I gotta kind of oh, right. uh, I gotta kind of configure uh, a little bit different. Yep, yep. And and there's some stuff that's up on the wall that uh, I think probably end up coming down, and uh, you know, move some stuff a little bit closer, and uh, kind of I don't know. I've I've actually got thought too about many moving. Trophies. <laughs> I mean, when you when you just kick ass like I, 
hard to it, it's hard to contain it all in one Davey room Crockett yeah i mean your previous life yeah you're you're not wrong you are not wrong <laughs> i've actually thought about moving this table right over there by the green gun safe all right and uh um having us face that way kind of moving these couches over to this way putting the tv back kind of behind where we are and kind of breaking up the room i don't know if that's gonna i i don't know if that'll ever come to fruition that's a lot of work uh I don't know if you've ever moved one of those gun safes, but I'm not too keen I on moving. You, yeah, I did helped you, you bring, you helped the me big bring one. that big son of a gun down there. <laughs> we get the, yep. I think the marks are still on the wall. So. Yeah. Ah, hell. That took no. about four of us to. It did. And, and uh, it was probably more of a six person job at that, yeah, too, yep. but you could only fit four. Right. So. You text all your buddies and say, hey, can you guys come over? I need help bringing something down the basement. Yeah, no problem. So four guys, five guys show up, and then all of a sudden they see that it's a freaking gun safe. And not a small one at that. And uh, about halfway down the stairs, uh, every single one of them's like, why the frick am I friends with this moron? He's a piece of shit. Just get it down here. <laughs> yep. Just get it down. All right, guys, just hold it for one second. We're going to clear the bottom side. <laughs> We're just going to let her buck. You know it's big when when you ever end up planning on moving it out. You call those same guys and they're just yeah. like, ah, no, no, I got something. COVID. Yeah, I COVID. just can't tonight. Yeah, busy tonight. I can't make it over. So. Yeah. Yep. No, no, the whole week looks busy for yeah, me. So just a, just a pain, you know. God, I'd love to help. <laughs> but no, the custom rods is that's cool. It's a cool I don't know something collection. different. Yeah, and you got some cool ones up there already. I mean, yep. So I don't know. I'd I'd like to sit here and think by uh, next year, you know, if I can have fifty of them or something like that. Um, I I don't know that that in my mind, I feel like next year at this time I'll have fifty of them, and then I think about what custom rods cost, and I think about what fifty would cost, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my wife <laughs> so that's all i gotta say about that but uh no i don't know i i i enjoy it right now i i you know even when i talk to these guys online you know they're like oh no you got to use it and i'm like no i really like i more think of it as a work of art like you know like a painting oh, right somebody gets you a know, painting and they yep, hang it up yeah I, uh, I don't have a whole lot of interest in really bringing it out i want to i want to hang it up and and i want to i don't know i want a collection that you know when when somebody comes over to my place they're like you know do you care if i check out that custom rod collection yeah go ahead and you know I, i'd i'd like to get a little tag on each one that says you know that uh you know this one was made by sean tran you know sake fishing and uh he's down in this part of iowa and uh you know it's a 37 inch noodle rod or whatever you know and kind of have each each deal and and uh you know kind of I don't know, a little story that goes along with each one. And that's kind of my hope. I don't know. I think oh, you're be, well on your way. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. So, um, any to, custom rod builders out there, get a hold of them. I, honestly, I thought about putting a, a Facebook post up there, you know, on Facebook that just kind of says something like, you know, Hey, this is my plan. This is what I want to do. I don't need a good deal from anyone. I don't want a good deal. I'm, I'm willing to pay you exactly what, you know, uh, the fair market value is. But I don't want I don't want my specifications on it. I right. want you to build the coolest rod in your mind. If that's a dull gray rod that that looks boring, that's fine because that's your style. If it's you know looks like a dang rainbow that got you know dropped in a paint can, that's great. Like that's your style. Like I don't care. I don't care if it's short, long. You know what what action you know oh i i make lake trout rods well i'm never gonna fish for a lake trout but that's fine because 
that's you know that's right that's that's what you think is cool and uh so that that's really the goal here um yeah i guess it is what it is um with that uh yeah i leave for florida tomorrow um i've got a trip booked uh for this coming wednesday on wednesday all right we flat out told the guy that uh, we don't really care what we catch we don't really care if we go inshore or offshore, so I'm assuming with gas prices, we will be staying inshore, <laughs> but uh, um, that's fine. Um, you know, the last time we were out with mangroves and uh, kind of pitched what I would call chubs out and uh, caught snook and redfish, and it was a good time. I mean, it was action-packed fishing. Uh, they're, they're fast, they're athletic fish, and they're kind of all over. Like, you set the hook, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's right out in front of you. And all of a sudden, a fish jumps like 20 yards to your left, and it's like, holy, like, I mean, yeah. they cover some ground. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really a pretty impressive thing. So Yeah, those um, saltwater fish, it doesn't seem like, like, it doesn't matter to the size. They, they don't lack, fight. yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't like, lack energy. They, they uh, it's, uh, it's a different thing. And, you know, one of the things that I've kind of talked about, you know, probably on here before, too, is, uh, you know, if you go over to Okaboji, uh, and, and you're fishing offshore, you set the hook and it's like, oh, this is a good fish. You know, it's going to be a largemouth bass, a smallmouth bass, a muskie, a pike, uh, you know, could potentially be a catfish or a carp or something like that. Drum. You know, walleye. <laughs> yeah, it could be a drum. But I mean, you literally know within about 10 to 12 species, I mean, you're never going to have a fish that hits the surface and you go, what the heck is that? that thing? Yeah. I mean like that's literally every fish you catch out of the ocean. Like, you know, I mean, you're every time, I mean, you have a list of literally 1200 fish that it could be every time you set the hook. And and that's, that's kind of cool. That's that's definitely cool. You know, I wanted to buy my own uh, fishing rod down there instead of going with a guide, because a lot of the restaurants that we go and eat, you know, are kind of on some canals and whatnot. And I thought, Oh, you know, that'd be awesome to, a lot of them have public, you know, little public fishing piers around and whatnot. But the, the problem is, like, half these fish are poisonous. Half of them got four-inch-long teeth. You know, it's like you, you don't really want to tackle it without somebody that's like, whoa, yeah. you leave that one alone. Like, yep. that's the type that you just cut your line and, and let it go. Like, you know. And and the other goofy thing with, with Florida is, like, they have offshore licenses. Like, if you're going to be, uh, you know – one to seven miles offshore you got to have this license if you're going to be within one mile from shore or in in uh you know salt water but inland you know you need this license and then there's totally like freshwater inland license i don't know man like that any time that you got to be like mm, what exactly am i fishing here yeah you know well it's it's salt water if the tide is going out or, or going in uh, you know, whatever, I don't know that just, I'd, I'd be the moron that literally was trying to do the right thing and gets a ticket for not <laughs> having the right license. And then you show them your Iowa ID and, and hopefully the guy's like, okay, dude, like I've heard about those idiots out wandering around. You're one of those. I don't know how you wandered oh, all the way down here to Iowa. Florida, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they can make fun of us all they want, but Florida, those people, I mean, when, when, when you can literally go on Google and type in Florida, man, and, and there's, I mean, literally lists a mile long of all the dumb stories, like 
You know, you can't make fun of I- us Iowegians too much. Yeah. So, what does an out-of-state Florida license cost? I don't know. You know what, I don't know. I don't. Right? I don't think it's bad. One of the really cool things. Uh, so we're in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. It's it's a it's an island. I think it's called a sterile island. Um, it's off of off of the mainland, but um, I mean it, it it's it's big for an island. I feel like it's big for an island. You don't really feel like you're on an island that much. But blah blah blah. Whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> You're welcome, Scott Mockentoon. But um, so they actually got a pier there, like right down by this Times Square, like by the 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 main busy area, and uh, it, it's a big long pier. I mean, it's I don't know, it's an eighth of a mile walk out there or whatever, and and out at the end, um, there's there's big areas like where people can fish. You actually don't need a fishing license to fish on that pier oh, because right. uh, the Lee County. Uh, tourism bureau pays the state of Florida, like, you know, a blanket fee of $10,000 and people don't have to pay for a license there. So that is, that's a pretty cool deal. So I could take advantage of that if I really wanted to, but, uh, yeah, no, that's you got, it. I remember seeing the pictures and you talking about the trip last year. So it always seems like a fun. Time. I haven't been down there for three years. Oh, that was three years. I haven't been down there because the, the last time, right. The last time oh, we yeah. were supposed to go there, COVID, COVID. hit. Last year, my mom was still kind of hesitant with the whole COVID deal. She hadn't gotten her vaccine yet. And All right. So, I mean, it was a, it was kind of a different deal. And uh, so, yeah, we actually have not been down there. We had our tickets two years ago, and, like, hell broke loose with COVID, like, 10 days before we were supposed to go. Yeah, I so, suppose it was, yeah, this time yeah. of the year. So Yeah, right after the Bassmaster Classic. Yep. So, so, yeah, well, hopefully you guys have a great yeah, trip. Yeah, I, You and Grady and Aubrey going to go out on it? And, yeah, and, and my dad. And your dad? And my dad. So, All right. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure Grady and Aubrey will outfish me and my dad probably five to one. So uh, that'll that's be, right. yeah, that's just flat out normal. Now, do you guys, do they, do you keep the fish and they clean you them? Can, or do you, you can, you can, but we don't. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we go out to eat at night and there are restaurants where you can bring your fish and, and have them clean them. But, uh, um, now nah, we just, we don't, it, you know, ends it ends up being a hassle than yeah, anything. Yep, yeah, exactly. It's 85 degrees out. You throw, you know, we've got a, I don't know what it is, hour drive back to our place. And I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just easier all around to just take some pictures and toss them back. Yeah, definitely. Same way we're there back for the here. experience. Yep, exactly. So, all right. Uh, I don't know. I think, um, obviously this is a little bit shorter show again. Um, yeah, you gotta it, get up early. So, yep. I'm, I'm going to be up at 2 AM to, uh, to be taken off. So me and Matt are recording this a little bit earlier. Um, next week will be, uh, probably a couple days later than normal. Um, just because I'm getting back at the time when me and Matt would normally be recording. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll still kick out an episode. Um, We've kind of been talking to a couple guys about uh, joining the show. Um, some uh, dudes from In Depth Outdoors, a uh, couple guides. So uh, um, hopefully we've got uh, some good shows coming down the pipe for you guys again. Um, hopefully life kind of settles back down here. Um, yeah, is what it is. But uh, you got a good news story? Or you? Gonna... I do. Okay. I do. I got to give a big shout out to a listener of ours and a legendary coach up here, football coach here in Northwest Iowa, Corey Brandt. Okay. He resigned from head, the head football coaching position at Boynton Hall Rock Valley the other day. Really? Yep. So I just want to give him a huge shout out, um, not only for being a faithful listener to the podcast, but for all the years that I think he 
coached for 32 years, I think it's really? what he put down on there. Fully retiring from – because he's a teacher too. Right, right, right. Not from teaching, but just from his coach, from his head coaching okay. duties and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I, I got to thinking the other day, and, I mean, we're pretty blessed here in northwest Iowa. We have three Hall of Fame coaches Right. that, I mean, I, don't, I would like to see what their combined win total is between – Toby Lorenzen here at Central Lion, Jay Roseboom at West Lion, and Corey Brandt at Boyden Hall Rock Valley. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, all the state. There's, there's a lot of uh, Unidome appearances yeah, between those say, guys. I mean, it's pretty crazy probably when you sit there and think about it, and you don't think about it at the time, and you want to beat them, but, you know, just the amount of respect you have for those right. guys, and uh, now he has more time to Go out fishing. I think and that's do all his that plan that the whole day. I think that was his deal the whole time. He was kind of thinking like, "Golly, you know, I mean, I kind of want to hit that fall bite. I kind of want to <laughs> shoot big bucks." And yeah, so, so yep. Just a huge, can't blame him there. Yep, it was just a huge shout out to him. My good news story is I wanted to to give you a shout out. Me a shout out because uh, you used that new custom rod of yours <laughs> and you actually <laughs> caught a fish. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it looked like it fit well in your hand. It looked like looked like you, <laughs> really you knew exactly. Heavy. Yeah, it's really handle heavy. It looked like you knew exactly what you were oh, doing around that you thing. You just kind of got to tap the top of the handle and just make the lure dance yeah, down there. You, you weren't fooling me, Matt. You you look. I had it. I had it sitting out too. Luckily, I had put it into the rod case when one guy came walking over to see how I was doing. I was just like, "Oh, thank God, that was in the rod yeah, case." Yeah, right. Yeah, right. How do, you, how do you explain that to somebody? Like, oh, you're sitting there using this rod, and it's like, "Well, here, dude, try it it's once. a joke. It's a joke. Try it once." <laughs> Haven't you seen those hook, those wrist setter or hook setter no, rods? You, you weren't uh, you weren't fooling anyone, Matt. When I you knew, were sending those videos, I was like, I, I think, knew I had to do it just for Magnuson. I had yeah. to, I had to get it out there and get he some saved use out it. of it. He and, saved that video. That's uh, yeah. That's his late night video now. <laughs> he's watched it. I can tell how many times he's watched it. Already, yeah. So no. <laughs> Four hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> Man, his his arms got to be tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez that's it that is it this episode has gone to the crapper uh we appreciate you guys uh, joining us for episode 163 um like i said uh, next week's episode will be a couple days late but uh um yeah thank you guys uh thanks for listening thanks for being a part of the show we'll see you next week Later.